0: Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to the Morning Mix here on RIB Connect Radio. Now it's that time of week again, and for the first time this year, I am delighted to chat with the beautiful Maria Johnson all the way over there in San Diego. How are you doing, Maria? Well, hello, Jill. It's nice to have you back. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very, very well. It's great, actually, to be back at work and back at the station and back chatting
1: to you, of course. Well, yes. You know, I love speaking with Chris Wallace the past few weeks, but also I was looking forward to you coming back and kind of getting back in our groove. <laughs> there's there's
0: nothing like it catching up on the show. I really, really love it. And uh, last week you mentioned Chris Wallace. Well, you and Chris had a fantastically interesting conversation about simple lifestyle tips to get healthy for the new year. But this week we're going to focus more on the mental aspect.
1: I know that you're a great athlete advocate of counseling and therapy it is imperative I think that folks at least try to get a little bit of help from a professional if they are at all struggling with their transition going from sighted to you know blind or partially sighted because it can make all the difference in the world I am a example of that um, and I support anybody who was even thinking about, hmm, maybe I should talk to a professional, I say you go, you do it because it's of great value.
0: Now, Maria, I don't know about you, but in the very beginning, I actually thought I was coping pretty well with losing my sight. I had my friends and family around me. I didn't think I needed to speak to anybody professionally. Um, but there did come a point where I thought, you know, it would be good to kind of talk this over. And I suppose everybody has their different experiences. I did go along to a local counsellor in the town where I was living in in southern Ireland. And And it wasn't a great experience, not because this counsellor wasn't good, but because this particular counsellor wasn't used to talking to people with sight loss. It took a while for me to realise that actually you do need to seek the advice and the help of somebody professional that actually knows what they're talking about with regards to visual impairment.
1: I had the exact same experience, Jill. I thought in the beginning, you know, I'm strong. I'm going to do this. I don't need help. But then I thought, yeah, maybe I do. It was very clear. I was not going to be able to pick myself up. And I went to a psychologist, general psychologist, and I had been told by somebody along the way, and this is, you know, only a few months in that I needed to grieve my loss. And I didn't really understand that. But true you you need to grieve your vision loss losing a part of you so it's not really an object or a person but you're grieving something that you lost inside so that's very different so when I went in to see this gal I was telling her everything I was doing and what I was trying to focus on and not focus on and all this and she just kept saying yeah that's good that's good yeah that's yeah that's a good you should do that. And then at the end, I said, so am I Am I in the right direction? I mean, I don't know. Am I doing this right? And she goes, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, and um, I'll see you next week. And I was like, huh, yeah, no, we're not coming back here. That was ridiculous that she didn't know what to say to me. She didn't know how to get me to get in deep about living the rest of my life with vision loss and how that was going to be for me. So my experience was very much the same, and I knew – that this wasn't going to work. So, in turn, in typical Maria style, I got this. I am I don't need anybody else. i I, I can do this myself because this psychologist, these people aren't going to help me. So I had to do it on my own. At least that's what I thought. well, yes, that's where I made the
0: mistake because going to the the counselor that I went to see, and she was very general. And I, as I said, I'm not saying that she was bad at her job. She just had no experience of dealing with with somebody that had freshly lost their sight. So, you know, she couldn't really point me in the right direction. So I kept getting the kind of, "Uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And then Mm -hmm. as I'm sitting there, you know, mascara running down my face, the tears pouring down my face. I get cut off mid-sentence and told, you know, well, that'll be £45 and, uh, you know, I'll see you again next week. I didn't think that helped me at all. And I I think this is where I, like you, decided that I was going to cope myself. It actually took me a further maybe four years before I properly broke down Maria and I did have a nervous breakdown and uh, it it was you know it, it was so difficult it really really was I was kind of running on empty for for so long and trying to prove to everybody that I was just Jill and you know it's just my eyes don't work and blah 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 to a certain extent that is true now that I can cope but at that time you know I was different because I was now Jill that was blind And my life was completely
1: different to what I was used to. Exactly. Now, for me, it took only a matter of another six months before I remember distinctly that my husband and I were sitting out on our patio having coffee and he was scrolling Facebook or something. And I was sitting there going, I can't look at Facebook because I didn't know how at the time. And he said, Oh, look, some friends of ours were traveling of all places to Ireland. Oh, how fun. That's so great. And I just, I just started crying because I thought, how am I ever going to travel? why would I travel? What's the point? I can't see. And I was just sobbing. And it kind of just came over me again. And I thought, just said, I need help. I I, I really need help. I can't. This This is awful. This is just awful. And for some folks, they don't come to that point that you came to, you know, four years later, me say six months later, and they go the other direction. They decide they can't cope and unfortunately, there are suicides, and that is a way that people can go, and maybe we've had those thoughts, but we know that's not the right answer, and hopefully anyone who's thinking that, if you're listening, you know, you need to call a professional, and you need to get help, or call a friend, and and say, hey, I think I need help. Can you help find somebody for me? Because it makes all the difference, and when I finally got to the right person who specialized in disabilities and vision loss, wow, what a breath of fresh air. I cried because I was so happy to find her. I felt safe. I felt understood. I felt, wow, I'm I'm finally, I'm home, you know, in a way I'm home. And she said, you know, dealing with vision loss, you may think you, you've you got that one layer of the onion, per se. You've got that one layer, but you peel that layer off because you've handled that. There's another layer. And then there's another layer and another layer. All these things you never thought you'd have to deal with start to come out because, you know, you didn't expect to lose vision and you didn't expect to have to cope with this stuff. So getting to the right person was so refreshing. Was it like that for you, Jill? I mean, getting there, you're like, oh, yes, like this relief.
0: Very much so. I mean, when I broke down, I actually met a lot of people that had been through not so much similar experiences. I did speak to other blind people, but I also spoke to people that had been through, you know, various different real traumas in their life. Um, you know, I spoke to a fireman who had pulled one too many dead bodies out of a burning building. Um, I'd spoken to a, a young girl that had been abused sexually All her life, another girl who had been mentally abused all her life. So, you know, I got talking to a lot of different people that actually made me feel hey, do you know what? We're just a bunch of people that have had a lot of trauma to deal with, and we need a bit of time out and we need a bit of understanding. And it actually made me feel normal again because I felt so abnormal, Maria. I really did. Mm -hmm. I felt as if I was trying to prove to everybody that I was this amazing person that could cope with anything that life threw at me. And to a certain extent, I was coping admirably with, with a lot of things, but I wasn't allowing myself the time to
1: heal. I used to tell my counselor, every week I'd go and I'd say, I am such a hot mess. I mean, I must be like the most crazy, messed up, you know, client you have. And she said, oh honey, you know, no. Um, But I always, thought she was judging me and she never was because the things that I would say, you know, I thought I was a bad mom. How could I be a good mom? How am I supposed to, you know, do the littlest things? And I just, I can't cope. And, you know, and she had an answer for everything she had. She helped me think things differently than what I was thinking, which was negative. And I can't, I can't, I can't. She helped turn it around into something that was, you know, more uh, conceivable for me. And, light bulbs were going off every week that I saw her like bing, bing, bing. And I'd walk out of there most of the time feeling so much better. I mean, there were times I walk out not feeling good because maybe I really drummed up some horrible feelings, but most of the time I walked out feeling really, really good and couldn't wait for next week. And therapy day was my favorite day of the week. Um, and, I also started to go to group therapy, Jill, and that's where I found the other folks who had been through a lot of different things, like you started talking with other folks who had all had vision loss, all from different walks of life, all from different ways that they lost vision Um, it's not always just a disease it could be a very traumatizing event that has happened to them and listening to their stories some people had it so horrible and I just can't imagine what they must go through and I thought I don't have anything to complain about I just have this vision loss and I can walk I can use my arms. I wasn't in a wheelchair. And so the group therapy was also another avenue that I went to, you know, be able to have like a discussion group, if you will. So one-on-one is fantastic. But the other way is groups. If there's a groups uh, therapy that can be attended, I highly recommend that. Now, the key is to know you don't have to talk. People think going to these groups, you have to speak up. And you don't. You can just sit and listen. And that's the beauty. And many times I just sat and listened, which I know is hard to believe <laughs> for, <Very>. for everyone. <laughs> I can listen when I try really hard. But. There was other times that I almost led the group. I almost led the support group, which I love doing too. And, um, you know, it really was a great experience for me. And I think it can be helpful. You know what? Put away your pride. Put away that I don't need it because that's not going to help you in the long run. And there's nothing wrong with making that call to RNIB And asking what kind of counseling services do you offer? Because I just can't emphasize enough the value it will have in your life.
0: Very much so. I mean, I can't emphasize enough either how important it is. And obviously, you know, I B are fantastic. They've got so much information that is so readily available to you. You know, a light bulb moment for me was when somebody said to me, you know, Jill, your mind is not your friend. And it's so true because, you know, you can't always trust what is going on in your mind at a particular time. And I thought, gosh, of course, that's so incredibly true and that's what made me seek the help and if you are listening and you feel that you know you're in emotional turmoil at the moment then please do call the RNIB helpline Uh, there's loads of people there waiting to advise you and pass on all the relevant phone numbers and details that you might need and that number is 0303 123 9999 Maria, it's always fascinating talking to you. You share so much of yourself with us. And thank you so, so much. Uh, I hope you have a brilliant, brilliant New Year. And I don't think I even said Happy New Year to you at the beginning of this feature.
1: I don't think we wished each other Happy New Year either. Well, Happy New Year. And I am so looking forward to a fantastic 2017 with you, Jill, and the RNIB. Because, you know, I absolutely just love, love, love doing this little... GGB chat with you every week and I think it's going to be a great year for us.
0: It definitely is Maria without a doubt and obviously if anybody wants to take a look at your fantastic blog there's so
1: many avenues that they can go down to uh, find you. Yes they can find uh, my blogs on girlgoneblind.com and if you go back to the early archives of my blog you will find some of the things that I wrote will truly demonstrate what I was going through and if you read them, maybe you'll know you're not alone, that, you know, somebody else has gone through the the dark places that maybe you have been experiencing. But moving on, we all you can also find me on Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind and on Facebook at Girl Gone Blind.
0: Maria, many thanks for joining us this week. I can't wait to speak to you next week. You have a good one. Oh, you too, Jill. Talk soon.